Hello, and thanks for joining us for another edition of our Pastoral Podcast, in which we're taking stories from the news and often stories that our members or just our audience has sent to us to be able to review and see how they compare to either pieces of scripture or just how they compare to our everyday life, uh, especially our life of faith and what they have to do. And so you're joining myself, Pastor Jeremy DePina, and Pastor Mark here. Thanks for being able to be a part of our audience. And again, if you have a story, please uh, take time to email that into us uh, this week or next. We'd love to be able to address it. So today, Pastor Mark found a unique one from us uh, that actually came, I think, was this actually a Facebook post that you found? Or was it just, a, it looks like it was brought about to a news story from a Facebook post? So this is all over the news. It's a really short article but I found it everywhere from the local paper in California to the Daily Mail in the UK. Okay. And every kind of news outlet in between had a little link on this because it's such an extraordinary story. And the headline is, Man died after sacrificing himself to save a woman on a zip line after fearing they'd both fall under the weight. So story from our neighboring state here of California. La Jolla. Yeah, about a 34-year-old man named Joaquin who seemed to work for uh, a zipline company. This was his uh, profession, and he was trying to help uh, a woman uh, be able to get out on the zipline just as he always did, and it seemed things went, unfortunately, a little awry. He tried to grab onto her harness to help stop her. From sliding out from the platform yeah. before she was buckled in. yeah. And unfortunately, in his... He got uh, pulled out, too. Yeah. But it goes even further than that, right? Mm -hmm. So he's trying to stop this woman from being able to be in harm's way. Mm -hmm. And he does so, at least to some effort. But unfortunately, as he does this, he, too, is pulled himself out. And uh, there's a report from his friend within this article that had a line saying specifically what had happened. It says, uh, the friend uh, quoted, uh, said the 34-year-old, or Joaquin, feared he and the woman would fall from the extra weight, so he decided to let go. And the article goes on to describe that this particular zipline is only rated for 250 pounds, and that with these two people combined, they were definitely well over that weight limit. Uh, they exceeded that, and that he was thus sacrificing himself at the expense, obviously, of his own life to make sure that this woman had a chance of being able to live. Yeah, that's an extraordinary story. Like I said, it was in every <laughs> practically newspaper or online paper that uh, is out there because this is not something that most people do every day. Most people are selfish. <laughs> yeah. And taking care of number one is kind of their goal when they wake up in the morning and and you're just talking about little things right not yeah. somebody's life but little things that uh we don't take a moment maybe to bend over and pick up pick up a piece of trash that's laying on the on uh, the, the street in front of our house because we didn't do that you know uh somebody else dropped that off or you know even something uh maybe a little bit bigger about being able to sacrifice maybe some of our time to be able to volunteer uh, somewhere that needs volunteering. But this one's something so different, right? Uh, a level of selflessness with somebody's own life. And you think about, you read the stories like this that are so extraordinary, where it's a, 
a soldier in war who jumps on the hand grenade mm. and gets thrown into the foxhole uh, to save uh, his buddies' lives. And and you kind of, I don't know, I, I think most people do. I put myself in the story there and say, you know, how would I have reacted mm-hmm. under those circumstances? Um, would I have uh, risked my own life to save someone else mm-hmm. in that situation? Or just hope that everything goes okay, right? That just hope, okay, well, I know this is going to take a while to get to the other side. This is a long zip line, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe we'll both make it. Maybe we won't. You know, does that thought mm-hmm. you know go through your mind during this time? Yeah. But, I mean, he obviously knew at the beginning. I mean, I think a lot of it was instinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly in the back of his mind, he knew this was a dangerous situation, a dangerous height. Her going out there kind of un, uh, you know, completely harnessed in was certainly dangerous. And I think instinctively, it was a reaction more than, well, let me stop and think about, should I help yeah. this woman? You Let's see. Yeah. There's a 50% chance I might fall. And there's a, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just kind of that instinctive. It's boom. built in. And so that's kind of the point. I think we... We read this, we think, I wonder if I was in that situation, mm-hmm. or if I ever am, how will I react? Well, it'll be instinctive, I think. Yeah. But part of that, I think, is maybe based off of somebody's own personality of who they are, right? Depending, mm-hmm. your instincts, part of that is dependent on your past experience, you know, that, that develops, or who you are as an, as an individual is kind of built in, into that, too. Uh, but you're right. I think everybody kind of puts themselves in this in this story. And so obviously, there's some maybe simplistic uh, connections that we can make to scripture, although very simplistic, very very important for us to be able to look at. Well, I think immediately you see a picture of Christ. Yeah. I mean, once he's out there, uh, uh, Mr. Romero, uh, he's out there on the zip line, hanging by a thread, so to speak. I mean, he made that, th- at that point, it was a very conscious decision. It wasn't instinctive. It was, huh, either we're both going to fall, mm-hmm. the, you know, the harness is going to break, the yeah. line's going to break, whatever. There's a lot to get e- wrong here, yeah. Either we're both going to fall and die, or I can let go, and she'll make it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's really the, that's where you get into kind of the selfless act of love, where Jesus talks about you know, in John 15, 13, in such a famous verse, right? A greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Yeah, and that's even mentioned in like the heading of this article, right? In the title, that concept of sacrificing. The author caught on to that concept. And that's exactly what happens in this case. I really like that too, because... Uh, you know, it, it's Christ showing us an example. Obviously, we make that connection to him of him giving up his life for each one of us. But there's also encouragement that's there that this isn't just something for the Lord to be able to do, but we are supposed to be selfless in our acts toward others. Mm-hmm. One of the other scripture verses that I was thinking of uh, kind of on that, that same front uh, mm-hmm. was from the book of Titus, actually, I had looked up today. And it's from Titus chapter 2. And the section is actually entitled, Doing Good for the Sake of the Gospel. And it really does uh, mention both Christ's role and doing good for the sake of the gospel, of him sacrificing himself for us, but also our encouragement 
of following his example too. So I'm going to begin, it's uh, again Titus chapter 2. I'm going to begin at verse 11 and actually read down through 14. Mm -hmm. It says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to the ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Mm-hmm. And I love that passage because, again, it really connects together what uh, God has done for us, what Jesus has done for us, that he offers salvation to all people, this inclusive element mm-hmm. that it teaches us uh, to be able to say no to all those ungodly things of the world, to live these lives that are that are self-controlled. But also, through, again, it goes back to Christ being the one who gives himself up for us to be able to purify us, that he makes us clean. Again, he offers that salvation. He, he has us on that line of getting us from one point to the next. Uh, if you look at this article that Pastor Mark pulled, one of the neatest things I thought on it is that it actually has a little graphic on it, uh, a little picture that shows on the left-hand side this gigantic platform, and then on the right-hand side another gigantic platform, and somebody is going from one point to the other on the zip line, and there's this huge gap in between. And I really, when I just saw that for a second today, I was thinking of the concept of, you know, isn't that just like the the gap that we face from this earth? to heaven and mm-hmm. this gap of sin that exists, but this one that Christ fulfills on our behalf to be able to bring us from one point to salvation on the other. That's a perfect, uh, yeah, that's a great picture there. And I've seen that uh, people that try to share their faith, they can sketch out this kind of thing on a napkin. I don't yeah. know if anybody has ever seen that before. I love it, yeah. There's kind of this chasm in between and only the cross it kind of makes that bridge between us and god it's the only way we can get there and the only way we can get there is by jesus losing his life Mm -hmm. to make us nothing else builds that bridge all the way through that's a great picture and that surprisingly uh because we don't again do a lot of rehearsing or anything about this but i think that what you're bringing up here is a just leads right into what i was going to say next was about um so how do we, you know, if we, if we look at a story like this and we ask ourselves, you know, what would I do in that situation? Would I have the selflessness to, to risk my life? Not, you know, but just to risk my life to save someone else's. And then you think about the extreme peril that so many people are in spiritually. Their spiritual souls mm. are in peril. The people that we see every day. Am I willing to risk my reputation yeah uh risk a friendship yeah in order to save someone's soul their eternal life and over and over again john the baptist jesus they're over and over again the kingdom of god is at hand it's near it's urgent that we react that we respond to jesus and in uh, luke 13 uh, verse 3 jesus said it uh, kind of Kind of this way, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Wow. And so we put ourselves, you know, so I sit in a restaurant and I will, 
often find my mind kind of scanning the I'm scanning the room and my mind's kind of thinking like ah yeah I bet that guy doesn't go to church hmm. oh that lady probably does oh that family I bet they're a church family oh that family they probably never seen a church in their life but what is that you know the implications of that I don't think I've ever had that sense of urgent you know I, I think about it kind of a well I wonder what makes them want to makes mm-hmm. them not want mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do they not find any value in it but to really put that sense of urgency as in, unless they repent, they too will perish. Mm-hmm. And to see people literally hanging by a thread, you know, a hundred feet above the ground and be like, hmm, maybe I should be a little more uh, vocal, a little more uh, urgent in sharing the gospel. I like that. I think that's a very honest assessment and to be completely candid, I think most of us are probably in that exact same boat. The good news is uh, we always have these opportunities. You don't have to go out really and look for them. Even Jesus in Scripture, he's not necessarily going out and looking for opportunities. He's, he's going from place to place. He's going about what his mission is to be able to share the gospel, to be able to heal people. But he's just doing that with whoever he comes in contact with. He's not hunting down a very specific person in one place to the next in most of the text. It's just people that he's corresponding with. It doesn't matter if it's the woman at the well, uh, the centurion, wherever he is at any point in life, he is there to be able to share both through his word and through his action who he is and what his father, his uh been able to do through him and is looking forward to doing through all people through him as we heard in one of our first verses so that's a good piece you know wherever we're at in a restaurant uh, at a family barbecue sitting around at thanksgiving what are ways that we can tangibly share the gospel with people around us we don't need to berate people no we don't need to knock people down but we need to love them and be reaching out uh, as much as we possibly can Absolutely. Uh, so again, a, a pretty remarkable story. Uh, I want to kind of honor Mr. Romero here and his uh, really a loving act of uh, saving a woman's life. And also, again, just contemplating how far are we going to save people's uh, souls mm-hmm. from, from perishing? How urgent is that? And uh, how much love is it to risk our reputation or whatever just to talk about Jesus? Like you said, not berating, nope. but not be afraid to talk about Jesus either and what Jesus has done in our lives. So, All right. Well, that's our article for this week. That's it. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Like, share, uh, give us feedback on the podcast. Uh, we always enjoy spending time with you guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye.